Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading 1 Samuel, chapter 2, for Wednesday. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord, and the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for food, but those who are hungry hunger no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. Upon them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Eli's sons were wicked men. They had no regard for the Lord. Now it was the practice of the priests with the people that whenever anyone offered a sacrifice, and while the meat was being boiled, the servant of the priest would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand. He would plunge it into the pan or kettle, or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself whatever the fork brought up. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, the servant of the priest would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the man said to him, Let the fat be burned up first, and then take whatever you want. The servant would then answer, No, hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. This sin of the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home. And the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, it is not a good report that I hear spreading among the Lord's people. If a man sins against another man, God may mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, 
who will intercede for him? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your father's house when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your father out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your father's house all the offerings made with fire by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who honor me I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your family line, and you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done in it, although good will be done to Israel, in your family line there will never be an old man. Every one of you that I do not cut off from my altar will be spared only to blind your eyes with tears and to grieve your heart and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be a sign to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest, who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his house, and he will minister before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him, for a piece of silver and a crust of bread, and plead, Appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. 1 Samuel chapter 2 So the priest Eli has these two sons, and their job working in the uh, temple, basically their, their payment is to get meat that's left over after sacrificing to God. And the way that the sacrifice was supposed to be done was that people were uh, well there's a variety of, of things but one of the general rules that I'm a little bit more familiar with is that all the fat and uh, the choice parts of, of meat were designated for God to be burned or separated and, and to basically go up in, in smoke as an offering to God and what's left over there's enough meat to feed the Levites and the priesthood but Eli's wicked sons just wanted to strong-arm the raw meat from the people's hands that were bringing it to be sacrificed just because they, they didn't like boiled meat. You know, it's perhaps not as tasty and they wanted to roast it, you know, barbecue style. Um, which, you know, I'm sure tastes better, but, but they're putting their own desires over the will of God for a sacrifice um, in a certain way as it's prescribed God doesn't give a lot of leeway uh, when he describes how sacrifices are to be done there's not a lot of creative license offered to a priest and um, 
And not only that, you know, they're they're go, they're kind of pioneering their own way to do things, which is really against what the Lord prescribed. But people are saying that they're actually sleeping with uh, the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So apparently, uh, women who are volunteering to help in the uh, in the church, they're uh, they're sleeping with them. Uh, which is just unheard of. This is uh, astounding. And when people talk to Eli about it, um, he, what sounds like, pretty lightly confronts them. You know, uh, don't do that. This is a pretty uh, light-handed rebuke, it seems like to me. Um, but God had it in his mind to uh, judge them and uh, put them to death. And a man of God, which... I, I believe would be a prophet, doesn't specify who it is, came to the house of Eli and, and prophesied against his family line, not just Eli for, you know, really, uh, you know, having these wicked sons and, and the sons themselves, but the whole family line is now going to die in the prime of life. There won't be an old man in the house of Eli, but God's going to raise up for himself a faithful priest. He's going to do according to what God's will is. And uh, everyone left in that family line of Eli will be begging for any priestly office so that he can have food to eat, uh, which is um, not a fun uh, prophecy to hear about your family line, I'm sure. But uh, that's, that's what happened so far, and we'll see what happens tomorrow in chapter 3. Thank you for listening to The Voice.